2: Sports Radio
0: 610. So how do
2: how do we want to attack this? Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you here on Houston Sports Leader, Sports Radio Six Ten. Do you want to do the thing that it seems like uh, is the is where everybody has seemed to gone where hey it was a great season. Ah, uh, they won three games last we'll, year. We'll just we'll just ignore what happened on Saturday and we'll go about it. It goes without saying. Obviously the future's bright. Obviously you're not going to look back in this season at a, as a complete disappointment, but are, are we talking about the game or not? Because I don't, I, I don't know if like Will Smith came and like flashed the pin on everybody else around town to where you just forget about what happened on Saturday. How, how do we want to attack this? I'll let you set the tone. Yeah,
1: first thing I wrote down after the game, uh, as these these comments started coming in. Oh, good job, fellas! Uh, didn't expect it, and all that. Uh no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm we'll not, get there. I, I, we'll get there, but we, we, it is reaction Monday. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Um I refuse to treat it as a good job fellas, uh game after after the season. Uh this was we we raised the bar for this team. Yeah. They they raised the bar. Fans should have expected more. We should have expected more. This was an enormous disappointment. I mean and it was it was it was down to Individual things. I always talk about the sweeping thought. My sweeping thought was like ironclad five minutes after the game. Right. And that is, I don't know if they would have won. They probably wouldn't have won. Yeah. But they should have had a better chance in this game. Yes. They we'll, should have had a better we're chance. We're from
2: D'Amico Ryan's live right here on Sports Radio 6. And I'll, I'll let the quarterback talk about how yeah. he felt about the season. This this is C.J. Stroud after the game talking about the success or lack thereof of this season.
3: Um, I mean, It's hard to answer that right now. I feel, I mean, I know where I come from in college, like, if you don't win at all, like, then it's kind of a fail. So that's kind of like the mindset I have. Um, I think we have the capability, we have the team to do it. I know, um, yeah, it's, it, it, we come up short, you know, so, like, you can't look back and, like, dang, like, we ain't do nothing special. You got to, of course, like, really look back and, and, and smile throughout everything, but at the same time, like, it's like, dang, man, what what if? And that was, that's the worst feeling, you know, just having regrets what if what if I did this what if I did that you know so um just learning experiences
2: yeah i mean i i think that's very well said by CJ Stroud i look i i that that was a pathetic performance on saturday there, there's no like there's no other way to to look at it it was embarrassing they they were the only team that wasn't competitive this weekend um this was a performance by the way where Four times this year, the Baltimore Ravens have played a game where the opponent didn't score a touchdown on offense. Mm -hmm. Two of those have been from the Texans. It was week one, and it was this one. The other one was Dorian Thompson-Robinson with the Cleveland Browns and the Seattle Seahawks. Could I interest you in a stat? Yes, sir. Bobby Slowick had five interviews this weekend. His offense scored three points. It's just, this. Is, this is true. No, I mean that, that. That's that's the bottom line. Is that the reason why they scored three points? No, but he had two more interviews, job interviews this week, uh, than he did his his offense scoring points. And that reverse, that's the dumbest call that Bobby Slowick has made all year. That I, I was actually kind of embarrassed for him that 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 went down. That was that was blown up from the start. I thought Troy Aikman put it best. You're lucky you only lost five yards on that. It, yeah. It's actually impressive that John Mechie was able to lateral it to CJ. And then CJ's getting hit as he throws. Yeah. So it's sailing a little bit and that's why the safety's able to yeah. run up and get him. It's not George Fant can't go downfield and block a safety. Yeah. That's an eligible man downfield.
1: Yeah. This is this was an opportunity to get to the AFC Championship game with a higher bar. What and this is where this is how I would describe it. You cannot have key players that are a net negative in that game. Laramie Tunsil was a negative. He was a net negative in that game. You can't have that from the I'm an all pro, you know, uh, left tackle. Can't have that. Jalen Petrie, catch the damn ball.
2: Whew, catch the damn ball. Man, that first that first drive in the second half, if he if he catches that it who changes knows everything. How it is. Kyle it, Hamilton man. dropped one too. That was that was that was a shot for the, Petrie. The, the,
1: catch the damn ball. You've been the focal point in the crosshairs all year long. Catch the damn ball. That's a net negative. Another net negative? Love you, Dalton Schultz. Catch the damn ball. That was a drive killer. Like, all these were. Well, they they did get a first down after, but it kind of killed the momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was a drive killer. Bobby Slowick,
2: he didn't have a feel for this game. And he got cute, and he got a clean slate, man. Yeah. Like they had a clean slate at halftime. Yeah, the defense just ran out of gas. I, I think the well, I, I think two out of three phases were fine. That the Ravens on their last three drives in the first half they had minus seven yards. Yeah. and you were tied. Like you were tied, and you had missed a field goal. Bobby Slowick had a chance to go in there and adjust at halftime, and, and they just didn't get it done. Were they outmanned? Yes. Would a perfect game plan by Bobby Slowick have won that game? Maybe not, but. You I, wanted a chance. Yeah, it, that, was, that was a bad, 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 bad performance. I feel
1: like one player came and, and elevated his game in the, in, on the defensive side, and that was Christian Harris. That's, that's, it. It. that's yeah, it.
2: That's it. That's it. Let's hear, from, uh, let's hear from D'Amico Ryan's live right here on Sports Radio 16. Let's hear what he has to say about the, uh, the future of the Texans, etc., here on Reaction Monday.
3: I feel good about our, you know, our season and what we were able to accomplish. Uh, I told our guys today, just be proud of what we're able to do. This league is a a year-to-year business, right, and just always embrace the moments that you have with the the people that you're around because, as we know, right, teams change, right, staffs change, a lot of change happens on a year-to-year basis. So just embrace that, right, live in the now and, but really, be proud of what you what we were able to accomplish this year. Uh, you know, moving into you know the future and next year, we you know we like where we are with the young nucleus of guys that we have. Feel like we have a, a good group to build off of, and we still have to add more pieces. You're always adding, and always looking to acquire talent and get better, and that's where we'll look to spend our off season. Right? How who can we find to help us you know get better? Oh, so many highlights throughout the year. So many uh exciting games, close games. I think the one that sticks out probably the the uh, Tampa Bay game <laughs> sticks out the most is just you know, to see us be able to come back and see the plays that we were able to make in that game to win that game. That's one that that really sticks out to me. It's, it's a lot of a lot of moments. I can't can't give them all. Well, a lot of moments, I think, none special than the, the win at the end of the year versus Indianapolis when we're able to clinch our spot into the playoffs. It's one that, you know, we'll always remember. It's a, a significant uh, moment for our team and where we were at the time. So a very special moment there. Because you talk about how, you know, the, the players will change, perhaps some of the staff will change. How much did this season prepare you for those changes and making it? Did you be kind of leading the charge in that? Yeah, this season there's a lot of changes that occur throughout the year. You talk about players, is up and down. A lot of, you know, guys are in and out of the lineup. So just get used to being in this position, things are going to change, right, and being able to be flexible and understand that that happens. And, you know, under my leadership, whatever happens, it's it's my responsibility to find the right people. And for me, I always come back to the people. If you find the right people uh, that can lead, that are willing to help, with a servant uh, mindset, servant leadership mindset. Like, we find the right people. That's all that matters. There are a lot of organizations that are not fortunate to have identified the franchise QB. How much does it help you go into the season knowing that you have your guy, that you can kind of use your resources? Right. Having having CJ, you know, to lead our team, I think that's the important question for every team. Right, You're in this league. Everybody's looking for that quarterback and we know how important the position is, you know how many resources go into finding right, the right guy to lead. And, you know, over half the league has them half don't. So it's, um, it's a special position. It takes a special person to play that position, and you know, we're happy to have C.J. leading us. We've seen a lot of young guys for our team this year play significant amount of time, and you saw guys get better and grow throughout the year. And that's where I love coaching. I love that aspect of coaching is where you develop players. All right? Don't tell me what a guy can't do. Tell me what he can do, and let's see how we can continue to improve him and help him get to where we need him to be to play meaningful football. And We've done that with a lot of our young guys. Now, I don't like Khalil, but young guys, you talk about, uh stingley uh christian harris a lot of young guys talk about juice scrubs being able to step in all of our rookies right who contributed this year probably played the our rookies probably played the most snaps out of any rookies in the league this year and not just playing snaps but they play significant snaps and our rookies were the reason why we won a lot of football games you know tank cj will juice a lot of guys i mean Jared Patterson stepping in and playing meaningful time for us. So yeah, all of our guys contributed. Henry contributed. All of our rookies contributed. And that's how I feel like you truly build a team. You build it with those young guys and come in, and they continue to improve and get better and continue to add more guys to come along and do the exact same thing. Okay. When,
2: you hired, when you were hired, did you think a run like this was possible? And, or did
3: you even think, think like that? Well, when I was hired and whatever I do, uh, I think everybody – wants to look at themselves as being the best at what you do, and that's how I envision it. I envision us being the best at what we do, having the best possible season that we can have. If you're not thinking about it that way, I don't know why you're in whatever you do. If you're not trying to be the best at what you're doing, if you are not, if you don't have a positive outlook on whatever you're doing, thinking it's going to impact people in a positive light and help others, right? that's the reason why we all do what we do. We're trying to yeah. The game. yeah, the running game will be uh, significant for us to improve upon. I think you see as you go throughout this game, especially in the postseason, right, teams that win games, you got to be able to run the football, right, and sustain it, and we weren't able to accomplish that versus the Ravens, and it showed up. So we have definitely areas to improve, uh, many different areas, but run game is one of those areas for sure. Uh, we'll see where all of our guys and all the positions on our, our team will look at the roster, myself and Nick, and see uh, where we are and where we have to improve our roster. And I think that's our job, you know, is to continue to improve our roster as best as we can.
2: situation and how significant that was <laughs> this year? Is that something you go back and evaluate, like, the Sunday was run or – What is the
3: evaluation process as far as trying to keep guys clear? Well, our evaluation process when it comes to injuries, I think every injury, it's its its own case. I don't think there's a one overarching theme with injuries. Things happen, and guys get hurt all across the league. So it's a matter for us, we evaluate everything that we do um, when it comes to, you know, just how how we treat our players, how we practice, how we do everything. Everything is an evaluation process. But it's not just one particular thing. If everybody knew exactly what it was, it, we'll get it fixed. But um, things happen. Hey, Coach, I Bernard expressed
2: um, desire to stay here. doesn't he want to leave, but he is not He said it's not a thing. Obviously, would say everything was a negotiation. Just your thoughts on Donald, what he contributed and his growth this year and hope if, if it can be
3: worked out to do something yeah, we, we like to feel that all of our free agents would love to be here and they enjoy playing here in Houston. Again, special play, special team, uh, special organization. So I think most of our guys would love to be back here. Uh, Jonathan, specifically, he did a, a really great job for us. I think it's just most his most productive year, best year of his career. He did some really great things to allow us to be in position to win some games. Right? He, everything I believe in, it starts up front with the, with the rush, all right, and also with the offensive line and protecting. So you know, we'll continue to build with our fronts, start at the front and build backwards. That's how I envision it. And you know, Jonathan had a really great year. Mico, how would you
2: evaluate CJ's
3: season as a whole from start to finish? What like? Yeah, CJ's throughout the entire year. Uh, what I love most about it is the growth. Right? You talk about <laughs> from where we started and our first game of the season and how he grew. Right, as a player, as a leader with our team, like it's encouraging when you have a young guy who's able to grow not only as the entire season, but to see him grow and take the coaching points and grow from week to week, and see a guy improve so quickly. Like it's uh, it's encouraging to see how much better he can get as he continues to uh, play throughout the league. But it's uh, that's one thing I'm I'm all about is growth, and the more we grow, and the better we. The better we become, right? The better our chances are of winning a ton of football games. What yeah, do you know, say about your staff, especially guys that are, in, you know, other teams are interested in? How do you go about managing that? Do you
1: have to sort of plan contingency plans for if guys leave? Do you have conversations with them as they're going through the process? How, do, how does that work for you in the
3: next few weeks? Well, first off, it's a credit to our our staff, and it's the success that we had throughout the year. And a lot of people are trying to see right, what's going on in Houston. And a lot of people want to get, you know, have interview requests on boards. It's a great one. It's kind of the nature of success. When you have success, other people want to see what's going on. And they probably want to take some guys, you know, to help them out as well. So it's a, it's a tough part of it, but it's part of the business. It's part, that's what happens. And we'll have to have contingency plans available if, if guys, you know, happen to leave. Yeah, you can't talk about C.J.'s success without talking about Gerard and what he was able to do, the relationship that he had with him, uh, just being there for him as a position coach, teaching him, guiding him along the way. All right, Gerard is one of the reasons why C.J. had a successful year. The uh... – that you was able to um, get that development teaching aspect from, like, a player to player? The thing about me is when you come to developing people, players, I always, even as a player, like I always felt it was right for me to help other guys who played alongside me. Right? That's how it was when I first stepped onto this, to the field here for the Houston Texans in 2006. Right? A lot of older guys took me under their wing. And they showed me the ropes. And so that's how I knew the NFL to be, right? The the older guys, right, you reach back and you help the younger guys. You pour in as much information into those guys as possible, even though you know guys are going to take your job and they're going to move you out. There was never a selfish moment for my interacting with veteran players when I first came into the league. And that's just – that was how I saw it. And that's how I operated throughout my entire career while I was playing And that's why I got back into into coaching. It's because I wanted to reach back and help players. So, truly, that's my heart. That's why I do it. It's about serving the players, helping them to further their careers, be the best that they can possibly be within their careers. That's what drives me each and every day. So, you talk about developing young players. That's where my drive is. That's where my passion is. But I've been this way since I was playing back in uh, 2006, because I got that example from a ton of veteran guys who showed me the way. Zero. There is pride in it, and you know, you don't get this opportunity much, right? For to be able to come back and you know lead organizations that I play for, it's special to me. It means more to me than just wins and law. Lo- it's it's about establishing pride into our organization, into our team establishing the excitement for our team around the city and I think we did that this year I think a lot of people were excited to watch the Texans play football and we made a lot of people proud in to support our team and, and that's what it's all about to I me mean, instilling hope into our city and that's what we did this year, take a
2: little bit of
3: a break last year you step right in, in downtime. what's the talent, like your schedule for your staff when have to back yeah, it's been full speed ahead from <laughs> first getting hired to now this point here. It's been full speed ahead, so we'll take a little time off to rest. Everybody needs a little rest, <laughs> so we'll take some time off to rest before we get back rolling with free agency and draft, but definitely need much-needed rest is, is ahead of us for sure.
2: The conversations that you had last offseason, there was a lot of unknown in this franchise. Like, no one really knew the direction. They didn't know what they were getting in you. They didn't know what they were getting in the quarterback, so conversations with free agents you didn't really know what to sell them now you know what to sell how different
3: are those conversations going to be well the conversations with our guys it's for any free agent it's about opportunities right i mean guys want opportunities to showcase their talent when you're a free agent and i think now with people seeing how we play seeing our young core players right especially seeing cj i think a lot of people probably want to play here in houston Right. And, you know, that comes from the success that these guys have had, how they've shown up on the field. I think you get that recognition and you get that credibility from your peers around the league. And that's what matters most. Our Guys watch tape. They see how we play. They see how we operate. And I think that will be inviting to a lot of free agents to come here. But again, for me, it would always be about the people and getting the right people in is, is everything to me. Well, it starts with with CJ, just him himself have the mindset that he has to continue to grow, continue to get better. That's everything, right? And we'll continue to support him, surround him with the right people to help him get his, get reach his potential, get as better as he get better each and every day. We'll continue to help CJ alone, but it helps most when a player has that drive, he has that inner will, that spirit to continue to get better. That that's the only thing that matters. When you have the right mindset, no matter. What happens? He'll continue to get better. You you, you talked about growth earlier. Yeah. Uh, For me, I think just throughout the entire year, I've grown just with I think communication just amongst staff, communication amongst the entire building, making sure everybody is aligned in what we're what we're doing, our vision. Uh, That that was the biggest thing for me. It's, It's different, of course, when you just focused on one position or one side of the ball, but just being able to make sure everybody in the entire organization is on the same page, it took growth to get there, and I think ended up in a really good spot this year. We'll
2: close with Sergeant John. Um, Coach, I know that you 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 live and love football so much, but how exciting is it for
3: you from a husband, from a father perspective, to be able to take a step away from the game, but just Family is the most important thing, so for me to get an opportunity to get a break, I don't know if I get a break, my wife is, my wife is, we expect expecting this, and my wife is due here in a couple of weeks, so I'm on baby watch, so my, man, the stress level doesn't stop for me, here we are again, all right, new season, but uh, now, very thankful for my family always, and their support, and seeing them. Every game, seeing their support, win or lose, seeing those smiles on my kids' face, on my wife's face, it's uh, it's always uplifting to me. So I'm I'm excited to be able to spend some time with them, go hang out in the car line with everyone else. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, definitely be a fun time. Thank you for the question. Hmm? No, we don't know. We're waiting until the actual day. <laughs> When you talk about the defense, you've always talked about starts up front, you've got two of your starters, contracts up. When you were with the 49ers, y'all invested so heavily in the defensive line. How important is it to to continue to improve up front since you said that sets the tone for everything? The front, again, is everything for me, and we'll have invest a ton of resources into the front. Right? If you want to play good defense, right, your front has to be elite. And that's why I envision us playing elite defensive football and we we have to get better there and to get better you have to invest the resources there up front. So that's what we'll do. That's where we're, our focus is heading into the off season is to make sure our front right gives us an opportunity to win some games. All right. Are there hey, guys. you go. It's D'Amico
2: Ryan's live here on Reaction Monday. We'll get it. We'll get into uh, some of the stuff that D'Amico had to say. We'll also look uh, ahead and back for the Texans. A lot to get into. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Reaction Monday continues shortly.